Hi everyone, it's Sam Vokes at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to the Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome along to the limited edition midweek Wickham Wanderers Show. It feels different being on a Wednesday. It, it does rather, doesn't it? that was sort of like following the footsteps of midweek sports special or sports night absolutely uh, coming up we'll look back on the game which got the team into the playoffs it was a funny old game up at Burton but it was very entertaining an interesting experience I, could, I should imagine yes yes it was mainly because of actually what was going on several hundred miles away at home park in Plymouth rather than actually what was going on in front of us but it still was was very very good um, and fantastic that obviously it has got us into the playoffs uh, MK Dons, yes, our friends from up the north of the county. Uh, tomorrow night, kick off 7.45 at home and then away at Stadium NK, where strangely they've decided to split us up. Um, answers on a postcard, please, as to why that might be. Uh, kick off at half past six on Sunday night. Do you think it's to do with feng shui? I'm not quite sure. I think I think it's one of those things that they're just slightly trying to be a bit awkward and let's hope that it really comes back to, to bite that uh, should be a good crowd for tomorrow as well. That uh, should be a very good crowd. Yes, we're, we are hearing about sold-out car parks and possibly even sold-out stadiums as well. That'll be very exciting. We'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth uh, speaking after the game and David Wheeler as well, who uh, played a key part too. He did. And we'll catch up with uh, joint Golden Glove winner, <laughs> Stockholm. It was a very impressive um, trophy as well, even though it slightly looked a bit like something from Monty Python. Or a gotcha from Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> slightly when, when it when it originally came out of the tunnel I think we were all thinking what on earth is that and then it was like oh, oh yeah actually this is a serious thing uh, congratulations to Stocko uh, we're also going to be hearing in our ex-players uh, feature because we do still have an ex-players feature even though we're on a Wednesday rather than a Thursday from Nathan Tyson who's 40 today Wait, isn't that lovely super happy birthday to Nathan Tyson uh, and uh, we'll catch up with uh, Gareth Ainsworth as well in the uh, rearranged press session yes the, the earlier than normal press session yes uh, which was in the afternoon oddly yeah, that, that, yeah again that's, that, the whole week feels a bit odd with the it? bank holiday with Monday with the bank holiday Monday and whatever nobody really knows what day it is and then playing on a Thursday night that's going to be a bit strange as well what day do the bins go out that's what everyone's saying <laughs> And that changes next week anyway. Absolutely. Just, just to throw in a little bit of local knowledge there. <laughs> yeah, it's all topical. If, if you're listening to this in Louisiana, that won't mean anything. But yes, if, if you're living in the Wickham area, then beware. Your bin collection day changes on Monday. On the Listen Again feature on the website, you can hear your chat with the cabinet member who's, <laughs> who's right. responsible. Yes, you can. For it. Yes. Last yeah. Monday, wasn't it? Uh, because the last thing that you want to do is put your bin out on the wrong day and uh, the, the, bin, the day after the bins have been collected. That's Absolutely. Right. Yes. Humiliating. Who, who, who thought we would end up talking about bins on the playoff edition? But there you go. So talk to us about Saturday. Obviously, it was a 12.30 kickoff, which so yes, felt quite again, strange by itself. So yes, to make everything feel a bit, a bit extra strange, it was 12.30 kickoff. So uh, and I hate things like 12.30 kickoffs because it's like, you know, when, you know, when, when are you going to have your lunch and whatever? Um, but anyway, yes, uh, it was it was slightly worrying because Burton certainly weren't a team that were looking like they were thinking about being on the beach or anything like that. And probably they did have the better of the opening exchanges. Uh, so it was relief all round uh, when Sam Folks scored just before half time. It was very no. It was exactly as you would expect um, from a fan's point of view in the first half in that actually I think we all spent more time probably checking our phones to see what was going on elsewhere than we did actually watching what was going on in front of us. Of course, also the trouble with that is that it also means that the the um, reception was slightly dodgy because we were all doing it at the same time. And you just think actually 
in those situations, we should organise ourselves better where just one person checks the score and then tells everybody else because at least their phone would work rather than having all 1,500 Wiccan fans all checking their phones at the same time and nobody actually knowing. And, and eventually then sort of sporadic bits of information came through, uh, such as, oh, you know, Sunderland have taken an early lead and then all of a sudden knowing that actually MK Dons had, had uh, taken the lead. Uh, and on the terrace, uh, there, were, there was a good group of fans who clearly had a very good mobile phone because they were the ones that actually started cheering at completely odd moments during the game when you then thought, oh, okay, MK Dons have scored again and again and again. And so the really odd thing was that actually almost by half-time, it was, it was fairly calm because we all realised that actually things were probably going to be okay and that we could even maybe lose and still get in the playoffs. So it wasn't nearly as nerve-wracking as I think we all expected it to be. I like the idea that there are fans on 5G or something going, that, that <laughs> was us. They must have been, yeah. They, they were doing far better in the corner of the terrace um, than they were in the in the seats, um, because I'm a bit old now, so I, I chose to sat, sit down. I like the fact that, as well, at Burton, you can decide, which ah. that's much, much better than just being at a ground where it's all seats, and then, of course, half the people stand up, and then everybody has to stand up. Supporters well, going, I pay £100 a month for my <laughs> mobile phone, but at least, I get, at least I get to know the score before anyone else. Indeed, yes. Very, very important. Um, so, yeah, so the second half actually was was relatively comfortable. Obviously, uh, then Burton equalised, um, but then uh, Super David Wheeler, uh, uh, with a lovely little bit of skill, uh, setting up Jordan Abita to ensure that we won 2-1. I think that was important as well. I think we definitely want to go into tomorrow night's game having won our, our previous game. Had we drawn away uh, at Burton, that would have been a little bit disappointing. Um, but obviously, the, the slightly eye-watering score was uh, that's down at Home Park uh, with Plymouth losing 5-0 and having a player sent off. Can you imagine going along? to a home game where you know that all you have to do is win to get in the playoffs and you end up losing 5-0. It must have been quite a depressing journey home. I'm really fitting as well that Sam Vokes, who uh, before the trip to Burton was presented with a player's player of the year, should get the goal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? He's been really, a really, really good signing, really, really important uh, and wonderful that he got on the score sheet again. And I think probably of, of all the, the Wiccan players, I would imagine that he's probably the one that MK Dons are fearing most. Let's get the thoughts of the manager, Gareth Ainsworth, speaking to Phil after the game. The fans were fantastic. The players stood up to the task. It's not easy playing against a team that, you know, they, they didn't have much to lose. You know, Burton. I was saying you're playing cat and mouse against a team that doesn't mind being eaten, and that's hard because you know there's nothing to lose for Burton. There was nothing to lose for us today, but in a way there was. You know, I felt like we could have got in those playoffs. Um, results went really well the other way for us, and uh, but the boys had to do a job today. Fair play to Burton. They put up a great fight, and I, I like this club because this is very, very similar to us. You know, we've been in Championship when everyone didn't want them there, and and they're trying to survive in League One and, and build themselves back. Testament that we. It can be done, you know, and uh, again, Rotherham going up again, great, you know, such a small, unfashionable club. Wickham Wanderers, we're in the playoffs, you know, people wouldn't have said that they fancied us to do that. I never stop believing, those boys in there never stop believing, and those fans out there never stop believing. It's like David Wheeler didn't stop believing there on that final goal, kept tearing and trying and getting it, and finally he got his break, squared it to Jordan, and that, that saw the game off, but... 
no, real big task in hand now, you know, MK Dons, it's going to be the Buckinghamshire playoffs, that's not happened before. Some of the football was outstanding, some of the performances were courageous and, and magnificent today and uh, I'm going to need that again for two more games and then we'll have an almighty battle at Wembley, we've done that before as well. I got probably 75% of the boys who played against Oxford at Wembley and I think we've got a great core, we've got a great a great structure to build from, may count, momentum will definitely count, looking forward to Thursday but the boys might need a couple of days to recover from this first. How did you feel during the game? You would have been aware of the goals going in, mainly at Plymouth, that were making that position in the top six safe. How did you feel as that news was coming through? Yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling that, to know you've got a little bit of a, a little bit of a buffy, you know, but we still had to do our job. And, and you know what? I wanted to win today. I wanted to win because you don't want to go into those playoffs with a draw or a defeat. You know, it just doesn't sit right. And, and it, a win the way the boys celebrated and the way the fans celebrated the end we're going to take that into Thursday we've got a chance in these there's four teams 25% each of them I tell you there's no favourites in this because this is the playoffs this is not the league anymore this is a total different competition home and away two legs as he comes on top I can't wait for it you've mentioned it just in this interview but that knowledge of a couple of years ago that's clearly got to stand you in good stead hopefully you know there was no crowd there so people say it might be different but we prepared really well for Fleetwood we're plenty of time and I thought we blew him away in that first leg second leg was very tight and then we did a job at Oxford we had plenty of time to prepare for that so this time less time to prepare it's going to come really quickly and, and we've got to be ready for that the final you've got plenty of time but let's not think about that let's make sure we get these two games dealt with and uh, I say MK Dons it's been, a, it's, been, it's been a great season for them as well and uh, I can't wait for this game on Thursday it's going to be awesome we'll get back down the road we'll rest we'll recover I just want to say thank you to everyone who's got behind us this season it's probably one of the biggest away followings I've ever seen and the loudest definitely and uh, and it spurs the boys on you don't know what you've got you know this club is something special just let it breathe let it let it feed itself because we can go places championship we can wander that's what they're talking about again and I love it let's talk about the fans because I noticed there's about 15 or 16 maybe Gareth Ainsworths on the terrace today <laughs> there's some real good efforts as well I told you uh, blue shirt blue trousers I think the cowboy boots were a bit few and far between but the uh, the masks in that route I look around and our owner Pete Coog is wearing a mask at one stage so what chance have the fans got you know it was brilliant a real good occasion but the, the day I say it's me is the day that I, I might as well give this up because it's all of us together it's everyone they might as well have 50 masks on because you've got all the backroom staff you've got all the players you've got all the, the staff at the training ground you know the, right down from the kit men to the chef to the to the owners you know everybody plays their part and uh, we couldn't do it without them um, the playoffs is for everyone everyone get down and enjoy it and we will give it our absolute best shot yeah really interesting that uh, Gareth uh, echoed your sentiment that it's really important to, to get that win yeah. on, at the end of the season yeah I definitely think it is you you want to be going into these games n- not feeling like you've sort of like you know you've got into the playoffs almost by default and so the fact that we, we did what we needed to do and we, we won was very important I like the number of times that he mentioned don't stop believing I do wonder whether, <laughs> whether we can uh, hear a, a, a cover version uh, uh, by uh, the, the cold-blooded hearts coming up very, very shortly. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps we should suggest that to Yeah, him. I think we should, yeah. yeah. Uh, David Wheeler, as you mentioned, played a key part as well. He was wonderful, really, really good, got the all-important goal, even though there was a slight suspected, I wondered whether it was going to be pulled back because of a maybe a sort of like shoulder ball, uh, but luckily it wasn't. Uh, set up Jordan Abita for a super goal. 
And let's hear from him now. Uh, he's also spoke to Phil after the game. I think there was there's a lot, a great amount of belief, like the whole way through for us. Really, like it was um, almost bizarrely relaxed within within the camp. Um, you know, not not arrogant, obviously, in any way. We still know we had to do a, had to do a job here, but I think we were we were quietly confident the whole way through. You had to get a, a result elsewhere, but MK Dons have really delivered that this afternoon. Were you getting news of that when you were on the bench in the first half? Were you aware of what was going on in Devon? Yeah, so yeah, I was I was sort of at the, at the box seat sitting next to Harry getting all the results. So uh, yeah, and it, it, you know, relatively early we were getting more and more relaxed because obviously we heard what was happening happening down there. So um, especially being going one new up as well, it was yeah, it was quite relaxing at that point. But then obviously when we conceded, we were a bit like oh. Even at that point, though, it was a lot of goals that have had to have gone against Wickham in other games too. But is it important to get that win in the final day now going into the playoffs because it's the momentum? Um, I don't buy into that too much, to be honest. I mean, I know momentum is definitely a thing, but it's it's a whole it's a whole different kettle of fish. I've I've been in scenarios where I had you know extreme momentum going into it and lost, and and vice versa, vice versa. So yeah, I don't I don't buy into that too much. There's sort of isolated games and the that's why it's, it's so exciting. Gareth Fainsworth has epitomised your spirit for the assist for today's winner as well as saying that that's the spirit that's got Wickham into this position. How do you feel about that here in those words? Oh yeah, it's great. Like Always always good to, to feel appreciated but, you know, for me it's, I'm just really chuffed that I could make that contribution in you know, such a such a high profile moment I suppose. Um, and that's sort of why you just why you keep going, why you keep battling and training why you keep, keep focused and keep going and, and, and hope that moments like that you're going to be needed for and, and it sort of was like Wickham from from old like me, you know making something out of nothing so yeah it's good and let's talk about the playoffs MK Dons a team that you know well of course uh, it's going to be a, a spicy couple of games isn't it yeah I mean like like you said before they are they are the form team they're, they're playing at the top of the game at the minute and they obviously just, just had an incredible result against Plymouth um, and it's going to be a really really tough ask for us but you know, on our day we could beat anyone in the league, so you know we've, we've got no no problems whoever whoever it is. Quick turnaround as well between the final day of the season and then the first semi this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I prefer that. I think it's just you don't, the, the two week gap you know, from the semi final to the final is not not ideal because you're sort of trying to get out of the way of each other in training and you just want to you just want to go in and play it. But um, but yeah, it's it's nice we can just roll into that after after a win. Talk about the fans today. They were here and they had a wonderful time. I think obviously they were getting the news coming from Devon as well. It was a real party atmosphere on the terrace and in the seats here for the away fans today. Yeah, honestly, I think that's that's probably the, the best I've heard our fans since I've been at the club. I think you know the whole way through it was like you said a bit of a carnival atmosphere and it's the loudest the loudest they've ever been and it was we needed it. It was a, it was a huge lift for us and at home we're going to have to go again and, and, and make even more noise. I think. Really impressive crowd uh, on Saturday. Uh, very much uh, the continuing the the theme uh, from all of the Spanish visitors that, of course, came to, to Adams Park the game before. Uh, it was it was loud and it was proud the whole time. Really, really impressive.
Oh, we'll hear from Gareth as well uh, later on in the programme, but talking about that uh, home support they've had against Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, and now obviously tomorrow as well, it looks like being another bumper crowd. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, if you are going along tomorrow, then again, please do channel the, the, the Spanish uh, the Spanish energy, uh, because we definitely, it doesn't matter where you sit, you know, we don't only need the, the cheering and the chanting on the terrace. We need it um, in all areas of the ground tomorrow. Very, very important. Um, going back to Burton, uh, again, it was, it was great actually at Burton because we did pack out the terrace and we did pack out the the little bit of seating that we had um quite a, an unusual ground the fact that it's got the, the terraces on three sides uh, and also as well the very much the fact that absolutely anything and everything at burton can be sponsored so it doesn't matter what it is uh, even the additional time was sponsored uh, i think the additional time was sponsored by something like sheep pens of burton which was slightly strange uh, but not quite as strange as the substitutes uh, who were sponsored by burton doggy daycare which uh, sorry it just did it sounded like a monty python sketch it, it didn't quite make sense that and you've also then got the advertising holdings um for don amott king of caravans very, very impressive. Sounds like you need to get in touch with them with your dog leads. Uh, I know. I did think that when they, when they said sponsored by Burton Doggy Daycare. It was like, I, I think you actually need some dog leads. Still to come on a limited edition midweek Wickham Wanderers show for one week only. Uh, we will be hearing from uh, goalkeeping coach uh, Lee Harrison, along with uh, David Stockdale, the joint Golden Glove winner. Stocko, Stocko. Uh, also, though, uh, coming up next, a uh, brilliant chat with Nathan Tyson. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on the Strictly Limited Edition midweek episode of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll hear from goalkeeping coach Lee Harrison, along with David Stockdale. Luke will join us to also pick out uh, our end-of-season predictions, which we made at the beginning of the uh, first show of this series. Uh, find out... Which one of us was closest as to who we thought and where we thought Wickham Wanderers would end up in the uh, uh, their League One chase of a playoff place? Were we optimistic? Were we pessimistic? Were we realistic? Were any of us right? All those questions and more to be answered. But first, with big thanks as always to the Wickham Wanderers X Players Association, I've been catching up with uh, former forward Nathan Tyson, who celebrates his 40th birthday today. Uh, spent two spells at the club, of course, and uh, here's how I it all started my, for him. My older brothers, they, they took me because I couldn't drive. And, uh, you know, having a look at, around the pitch, at the ground, just automatically, I just already thought, oh, this is, this is really nice. Obviously, I played some reserve team games there uh, for Reading. And then, you know, obviously turning up there, I just thought, oh, this, this is nice. The lads were fantastic. You know, meeting Jim, the kit man, in his little room, tucked away with some very uh, controversial posters on <laughs> on this wall, <laughs> uh, which is quite a sight to see. And then just obviously, you know, training with the boys and then obviously my first game was against Grimsby at home. And um, I think I made three assists there for, for Luke Moore, uh, who scored a hat-trick that day. And but unfortunately, I, I got stretched off where I had to come off that game because one of the Grimsby players didn't like, <laughs> didn't like me doing so much running and that he took me out of my knee my knee kind of went and I had to spend, I think it was a week or so back at Reading until I came back. Well, you must have been so pleased with how well you literally hit the ground running when you, when you came to Wickham and, and the goals that you scored and, and the rate of goals as well. And obviously your pace was something which, which the fans really took to as well. Yeah, it was just, um, I think it was just playing without fear. I mean, especially when I first come on loan, you know, Wickham were bottom of the league and, you know, you could tell that there was a shift in change. Obviously, Tony Adams had taken charge and, 
Uh, I don't think some of the players were warming to his um, philosophy of of the way to do things. Um, you know, if Tony Adams got the job now, I think I think he would have been more of a success there because people would have already known what to do, like how to look after themselves off the field and and how to you know produce the performances on the field. So, you know, he was a bit of ahead of his time, especially at that level, uh, League One, well, the old Division Two, um, he was, you know, he was ahead of his time. He tried to bring the Arsenal, Arsene Wenger's t- kind of uh, theory into, you know, how to look after yourself, what to eat before games and stuff. And, you know, he kind of fell a bit on deaf ears. But, you know, after that, you know, the, just the goals that I scored, I've seen some, some of the goals on some old footage and it's just... You know, it was just amazing. It was an amazing feeling, especially when John Gorman took charge as well. Football just became fun. It became enjoyable. It wasn't massively, there wasn't loads of pressure on you. He just, you went out there and enjoyed it. And we had a real, real good group of players. And obviously something that really stands out and it must have suited your game so much is obviously the attacking style of play that that John uh, got the team Mm. doing. Yeah, it was. It was just, it was phenomenal. I mean, (laughs) what... And, you know, this sums him right up. We were obviously playing Aston Villa at home. We've gone, I think it was 3-1 up. Uh, we're coming at half-time. And we're, you know, us players, we're thinking, right, we're 3-1 up against a Premier League team. Their fans are going going crazy at, at the manager. And we're like, we've got them here. We can win it. We can we can win this. We just need to see out the game and don't concede any, any other goals. John got So that's what us players were thinking. He's come in and said, Let's get four. Let's get five. Let's get six. Come on, boys, are in for the taking. <laughs> and lo and behold, we end up losing the game. Oh, just <laughs> and John come in after the game and says, "Sorry, lads, you know I got a bit carried away there." <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, first half performance is obviously what we've got to take into account for for the rest of the season. But that was John. He, he you know, at the time, he, he, fantastic guy, absolutely fantastic guy. He's up there as one of my favourite managers. And for me, he just made training enjoyable. He made playing enjoyable. Uh, he'd come in with a smile on his face, you know, especially his, even if we lost on the Saturday, uh, even in the debrief meetings, if we'd lost on the Saturday, you know, he was just so upbeat. He was shaking everyone's hands as everyone comes in. He was... You know, he was a joy to work with and I'm forever in debt to him for getting the best out of me at, at, at that time. And obviously your goals to game ratio is outstanding, but I guess the, the sort of group of players that you had around you was, was to be credited yeah. for that as well. Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> some players have played with there. Um, obviously, you look at the likes of Roger Johnson. I mean, Russell, Russell Martin was just coming through, but obviously Blooms, Rob Lee, uh, Tommy Mooney, the the list goes on. The players, they're, they're just fantastic players that I, I got to work with, and you know, being up front playing with Tommy Mooney, learn, learning from him was fantastic. And of course, like Danny Sender and Gus Ullenbeek, you know, they were flying down the right hand side, and it, it's just it was just a joy, uh, joy to be part of. And it, I, I do believe that, you know, had I stayed, I think we would have we would have gone straight up to be fair and it was just a shame that they didn't do it that year and but uh you know obviously after that year the, the squad kind of dissolved a bit and um you know it is where it is now today but to be part of that 
that group, uh, we definitely underachieved as well. Did you have a real sense of pride as well to be the, the club's leading EFL goal scorer for such a period as well? Yeah, it did. You know, obviously it was it was great to be a part of. It. I mean, I'm surprised it lasted for so long, um, but I'm forever grateful for that. And it was something that I'm, I'm very, very proud of. And it just brings every time I think back to that, it brings back a part of me that was just so carefree in my play. And that all comes from the manager that comes from John himself and my teammates in and around me. They're, everyone blossomed. Everyone became better. And you only have to look at that first half against Aston Villa that we were just, you know, it summed us up. That's, that was a John Gorman team there. You can argue and say Aston Villa weren't at the races, but they still need to be beaten for one half, albeit. <laughs> um, but there was just so many other games that I can remember, you know, my first hat trick and uh, and stuff like it was just, it was just an incredible period of time for myself. And um, I really enjoyed it. And that's what obviously ended up getting my move. And uh, I, I knew, I knew deep down that I wasn't going to be at Wickham for long. Um, and I knew the move, if it wasn't going to be Forrest, it was going to be someone else. Um, and it was definitely going to happen that time in the season. So I would have liked to have, you know, look back at it, I would have liked to have stayed till the end of the season, but I just thought at the time it was the right time for myself and not only the club's getting a big chunk of money out of it as well. So it was, I was looking at it, okay, it's making me progress to the next level at an absolute huge club and I just couldn't ignore that. But as well as the fee for me as well will massively help out the club because Back then, the club didn't really have that much money. Of course. I think Sheffield Wednesday came in for you a couple of times as well, didn't they? As you say, it must be so flattering to know that, that Forrest wanted you and at, at that level as well. And as you say, you've had the kind of foundation at Wickham as well. Yeah, it was, it was a strange time because I remember that season. Obviously, I scored 22 goals the, the first full season that I was there and then, and then 13 goals in 13 games before I left. But leading up to that, I had, uh, I think Millwall wanted me um, but the fee just Wickham said no Cardiff and I was like look I want to go to Cardiff but Wickham said no the fee wasn't what to what they wanted okay and I was just like okay well fair enough we'll just keep going and then obviously Sheffield Wednesday come into play obviously I went up to Sheffield Wednesday but as I was driving up to Sheffield Wednesday Nottingham Forest phoned up my agent as he was taking me up there and said look we will really want him um, is he going to sign for Sheffield Wednesday? And my agent was like, well, we're going up there t- to talk, like pretty much to do the deal. I got up there, I had a talk with, um, it was Paul Starrett, the manager, and I just wasn't feeling him at all. I didn't feel welcomed that I thought he was just kind of bringing me in because they were under pressure. They needed to bring someone in and, I kind of just got an inkling in that I was just there just to tick a box to say, oh, look, well, we've got the top goal scorer from League Two and he's an exciting player. You know, we're just ticking this box to make sure to keep the fans quiet. And after I just didn't get that warm feeling and I just thought to myself, you know what, let's see what Nottingham Forest is saying and then the rest is history. No, definitely. We mentioned that the sort of the, the impact that you had with the, with the fans as well. That must have been great at the time. You were such a, a fan's favourite. Obviously, not just because of your goals, but obviously your pace and well, and, and your know, character as well, of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was just um, it was just you know, my mum and my dad's 
you know, they, they raised me up very, very, very well uh, to be very respectful for, you know, for others. And it, for me, that just played out into the way that I am around people around the ground and, you know, just being, I wanted to be part of something. And at Wickham, for me, even when I go back to, to Wickham now, it's not changed that that family nature that, you know, they're not a team that are abusive to their own players or, you know, booing here. They're very, everything is, my pint is half full, not half empty. And it's just so great to see that that is still embedded in the Wickham philosophy as a football club, how to run a football club. It's family orientated. Everyone's out there for a great day, win, lose or draw. And that for me is why I love Wickham Wanderers and why, I miss it incredibly, especially when I've been to so many other clubs and I always talk highly of Wickham and and especially now where you have Gareth in charge. I've worked under him, obviously, and seeing the rest of the lads, that change room is absolutely fantastic. And, and that is a credit to the Wickham way and uh, how Gareth has uh, incorporated that now as well into, into the change room. So, you know, for me coming through that and learning all that has made me the player that I am today and some, something I'm very grateful for. And is that what led to you coming back again in 2017? How did that come about? I left Kilmarnock. I, um, I cut my contract short. Um, I had some family issues that had happened. So I was out of, you know, I was out of a job from like uh, from March onwards, I started doing my coaching badges and seeing if that was something that I was looking to do, looking to get into. And then, funny enough, just had a phone call from um, the goalkeeping coach from Baz, and he just said, "You know, do you want to come down and have a look?" And I spoke to Gareth and I spoke to uh, Dobbo, and the rest was history. I went down there, trained, played against QPR under twenty threes, and. Gareth likes what he saw and I liked what was going on and yeah it was good to it was it was fantastic to be back and um I, I thought to myself yeah I want to I want to do this and then the deal came about and I was happy you know ticked all the boxes and that was it and I just thought to myself right I want to be part of this I want us to get promoted and and it was just a fantastic season for for everyone. I was going to say it was a great time to come back, but also really nice, I think, for fans to have you know sort of a former fan favourite to come back as well. Yeah, I, it was good to see so many fans that were there when I first turned up, and um, that was just so refreshing to see. Uh, just so many familiar faces, obviously, especially Blooms, seeing him again, and you know having another season with him. It was just absolutely fantastic, and. Everything I say about Wickham is just so upbeat because I, you know, I, I wore that shirt with pride because they did a lot for me when I first went there. And I was like, okay, well, I've come back now. I want to make sure that I can do this club proud and give them something back, give them a medal at the end of the season. And, and that's what happened. But yeah, it was just, you know, coming back and seeing so many, many faces, the fans chanting my name and it was just, very, very great and very, very lovely to see and hear. Obviously, you touched on the fact that you've been to a number of clubs. What would you say is so special about Wickham? Like I said, it's just the the family element of it. You know, it just, the ground is fantastic. They do their best of what, the, what they've got. 
And that was that's all Wickham has been. Uh, they've never punched too high and they've never punched too low. Um, they've always just been where they are. They stayed in their lane and they're saying, like, this is the Wickham way. This is what we're about. We're a family club. We want people to enjoy the occasion. And they do everything. But, they, you know, to be fair to Wickham, they actually do things better at their level and that you know even at championship level than some a lot of other clubs do they look after their fans and um it's 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 just a good aura about the place and that that for me is what being part of a football club supporting football club should be whether whether you're fighting relegation or whether you're trying to get promoted that's what a football club should be well, it's fantastic, isn't it, to see how far the club has come, obviously being in the Championship for a season. And I remember Steve Hayes saying he had a, a five-year plan for the club. And, you know, even yeah. then you thought, you thought, well, they're not going to get in the Championship. I mean, League One would be excellent. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, but he, that was him. He wanted to dream big. But, you know, obviously it didn't materialise, but only until now. And you know, I always did believe in the back of my mind, you know, even when Wigan got to the Championship, I said, look, they're going to go up. They're going to go up and still right now, I've, I still believe that Wickham will go up again now. I think they're, they, you, you only got to look at clubs like Swansea and Bournemouth. It weren't that long ago when they were struggling down in the old Division 3 or League 2. Uh, and now look at what, what they've achieved. Um, they've been in the Premier League and been in the Premier League for quite some time. And obviously they're at, out of it now, but you know they had a good stint and why can't Wickham Wanderers be similar? Uh, for me, they have a very similar fan base to say, say Bournemouth, very similar size ground-ish, <laughs> should I say, that uh, what Bournemouth has. And Bournemouth just had massive investment and that's how they got themselves to the Premier League. Wickham aren't far away from that, but they're, they're doing it their way and they're doing it on their accord. And it, it's just fantastic to see how the club has changed and how it's growing in stature and they could be a team that continually continue up onwards and upwards and really great to see them finishing the top six again this season but how how do you view the, the playoffs as a player because I think as fans certainly, I remember obviously the season that you, you left that we were in the against Cheltenham and I remember the first mm. leg it's, it seems such a lottery doesn't it the playoffs but but when it goes well it, it can be a really great thing yeah it's not really gone well for me <laughs> I've not had a good experience in playoffs <laughs> Um, so it's just it's a strange time it's obviously you know it, it, it's obviously like a cup final uh, knock, oh, well it clearly is a knockout phase I don't know some players get really nervous some players don't perform some players do perform but you've got to keep a level head about it I mean I'm not the best person to ask I've only ever managed to get promoted through the playoffs once and that was with Cheltenham when I was on loan there uh, all the other times have failed at uh, in the semi-final stages as well. So it is a nerve-wracking time, but it's an exciting time because you just need to think about each game, especially in the Football League. You've got, you've got the two games, just got to think about the first game, get the win and then progress on to the second and see where you're at from there. But I, I, I believe Wickham can do it. I, do, I definitely do. They've had a good run into the playoffs, and that's the most important thing. You need momentum into the playoffs. No, definitely. It feels a really positive feel about the club. And I'm sure fans will be keen to know sort of what you're doing these days and, and what's next for you. Obviously, brilliant to see you at Good Friday as well for Blooms' game too. 
Yeah, um, well, I'm currently still at Chesterfield. Uh, um, I'm still looking to play as long as I possibly can, you know. Uh, so it might mean me having to drop down another level or two. I don't know. I'm going to see what happens at the end of the season. But, you know, we're cha- we're trying to secure a playoff place ourselves. And, um, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, I can be part of it. Um, if not, you know, I'll be cheering the lads along and making sure that they get the job done. Uh, but, you know, I just want to play as long as I can, uh, especially, uh, you know, at the highest level that I can possibly can. So I'm still fit and ready. I've not played many games this season. So, you know, I'm ready to go for next season. Whoever wants me anyway. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, it's brilliant to hear that, that you are still playing, especially at the at the ripe old age that you are. Oh, happy birthday for your big birthday as well. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Still to come on the unusual Wednesday evening Wickham Wanderer show, very much a limited edition. Uh, we shall have the big reveal of how Colin and I, and Luke as well, got on with our league predictions this season. Uh, we'll also, of course, hear from Gareth Ainsworth ahead of tomorrow night's game against the MK Dons. But first of all, uh, Stocko sat down with Phil Catchpole and also goalkeeping coach Lee Harrison uh, to celebrate his Golden Glove Award after keeping 18 clean sheets this season. I think we could have had a couple more um, to maybe win it outright, but... It's credit to the lads in front of us, you know, they, they work hard and I just get to boss them about and then pick up a medal. You've always said it's you and the team that contribute to this as well, but we've got Lee, Harry, your coach here as well. Um, I mean, he must play a huge part in what goes on. Yeah, massively, like, uh, he's got my number, so he just rings me on, like, he called me Wonga at one point, the short-term loan specialist, because <laughs> I was going out here and everywhere, so I had a couple of games at Southend, he must have seen my potential. So he brought me here and, and uh, moulded me into the goalkeeper I am. <laughs> Harry, what's it like? I mean, you know, we don't want to reveal David's age here, but he's in his 30s. What's it like working with a keeper at this stage of their career? It's easy. Like, my, my job is just to manage him, which, well, I suppose that is a tough job to manage him. <laughs> um, no, to manage him. Look, I, I've been a keeper at that age. I know what you need, what you don't need. I'm not here to correct him. We talk about things as a yeah. pair. Um, and go over stuff and some of the times he's already told me what he thinks has, has happened or gone wrong so that part's easy sometimes I have to calm him down as you can well imagine yeah <laughs> and go not now Stocko it's not the time but um, <laughs> shine him here but like if you want to know what the character's like you really only have to look over when we conceded against Burton although he, he got the award he wanted it on his own and the disappointment to concede there you know, we do pride ourselves on the clean sheets same way forwards want the goals so uh, no, he's still driven which is the best bit for mm-hmm. me Talk to me about the training with the, with the keepers it's you Tyler Adam and yourself as well Lee you have a lot of separate work and then you, you join in with the rest of the squad Yeah we probably have about 45 minutes to an hour to ourselves um, the last couple of days before games I'll work on things that are maybe specific to the opposition we're going to face and we'll have spoke about that beforehand uh, Monday, Tuesday then is more detailed for the individual not necessarily Stocko, the younger ones, but listen, he's brilliant. You know, he can stop sessions as well and give them insight, and um, that's the best bit about it. They get it from all angles. When did you guys first sort of come across each other? I hear there's a bit of a story here. Well, we look back, was it 2007, 2008? Yeah, 2007. We actually yeah. played against each other. Obviously, because we're two top class goalkeepers, it was a nil nil draw. draw. 
between Darlington and Barnet. Um, yeah, and uh, you were a young pup when I was I finishing was, yeah. the career. Yeah, we were um, just kicking it to each other. Yeah, we were <laughs> kicking it to each other. Um, and uh, I think the best bit was the just before we were about to kick off, the floodlights went out. Yeah. And, and uh, literally, we all got taken off the pitch. We came back about 15 minutes later, but during that time, we'd had the coin toss. We'd actually switched ends. My missus thought I'd played really well first half until she realised it was Stockholm. Because it was downhill. <laughs> so, yeah, the best bit is we had a nil-nil draw. We haven't got one, one up on the ship on each we other yet. The lads couldn't believe that we'd played against each other. That was the, um, the mad thing. We had to prove it to Adam and Tyler. So you, that was for Darlington as well, yeah. and that leads us in nicely to the fact that, yes, Golden Glove winner for Wickham Wanderers, but you've done this in three divisions now? Yeah, I um, I got told on Sunday, actually. Obviously, I put some things up about it, and it's always nice to get something. Say you're not finished yet, you know, prove a few people wrong, you know, that thought I might have been finished. And he said, do you know you won it at Darlington? And I said, I, actually, I couldn't remember. I had to actually fact-check it myself before I put anything out there. And then I won it at Brighton, so it it was nice to be told that I've done it in all three divisions. I don't know if that's telling them that I'm old or that I can do it at each level. We've got to finish talking about the playoff semi-finals against MK Dons. First leg at Adams Park this Thursday. I'm guessing the experienced heads are going to be key in these games. Yeah, I've been in, I think it's three now. Do you know what I, I've said? Like A few people asked me about it before the Burton game. I said, that's just another game. And that's what it is because you don't want to get too carried away and you don't want to get too relaxed about them. What it is is just another game. If we can continue in the form and, and what we're doing, I think we'll progress. But MK are a great team. They've showed that. So we have to be aware. But also it's, it's, it's at home. Some people might say, oh, yeah, but you're away second leg. That, that's the advantage. And I, I don't think so. If you can get a good start, I think it's better than catching up. So I'm optimistic I'm, I'm not going to give too much away but I love it I love these type of games these situations in the past few years I, I got asked to uh, represent a certain club at the playoffs and I said yeah let's go I love that type of thing obviously it wasn't accepted by the powers but what it, what it means to me is you say me I'm not saying a word <laughs> but what it, what it means to me is you want to be involved in these types of games these are I said I think I said before Cardiff was it when, when we were up at that stage before the game these are the games that you should look forward to I know you should always go for your Tuesday night games at Stoke and Wickham as they say but these are the games we've worked 46 games we've worked to get to a game that obviously we'd have liked to have been second place but we worked so hard to get here don't waste an opportunity and there's lots more of that chat with Phil Stucker and Lee Harrison on Wanderers TV Really interesting to hear from Stocko, who you know he's treating it as any and any other game, I suppose. Uh, and David Wheeler said something a bit similar in that you know he wasn't too sh- concerned whether there was momentum. He, he was just so keen to to play these knockout games. And I think that's very important. I think you don't necessarily want to go into them thinking, "Oh goodness me, this is a really big deal." Uh, you know, and even even if you you get to Wembley, I still think you want to treat it as you know uh, one game at a time, as the the cliche is. I think that is definitely the right thing. Um, and you know. 
we've got Gareth Ainsworth as our manager. He will keep their feet very much on the ground. Uh, he will keep things very much as they are used to. Um, and I, I have no concerns there. Um, and again, to, to go back slightly to the, the ridiculous thing about the fact that uh, MK Dons have split up the ticket allocation. So we've got some fans in one corner of the ground and then other fans in the other corner of the ground. I think the one person that you don't want to play mind games against is Gareth Ainsworth, because he will use that completely to his advantage. That will be one of the things that he'll be saying to his team before they go out. He'll be saying, look at the disrespect. You know, we've not done anything silly like that with MK Dons. We haven't restricted their allocation. We, we've, you know, treated them as you would expect to be treated. They haven't done us the same. So actually make sure that you go out there and you prove a point or tomorrow night and on Sunday. We'll hear from the manager in a few moments' time. But first, uh, Luke joins us. Hello. <laughs> Cast your mind back to the very first show uh, of series, season two. Can you do you before re- before Accrington Stanley at home? Good memory. Well yes. Have yeah. you looked that up especially? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I remember. We carried on. Uh, tradition sounds a bit strong, but we've only done it once before. But uh, <laughs> oh, we missed a new tradition. Yeah, exactly. and we didn't do very well then. Either. No, no. So we may have over slash undercompensated. What this do time. you think? Do you, do you think you did well or not? In case you're wondering what we're talking about, this is our predictions oh, yes. of league positions. So, so we 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 didn't all, explain that yet. Have we? Uh, we all decided, or we we all said where we thought we would finish and, and it's been sitting in a special yes, yes, social media. yes we also did a yeah we allowed you to take part as well um so it's been sitting in an envelope here at wickham sounds towers uh with a big message on it do not undo until it's the been, end of the season it's and, been pinned to a post like yeah. one of those <laughs> protesters at everton <laughs> and then they'll bring on the bolt cutters in special wickham wanderers <laughs> colors uh so yes yeah, so luke is now undoing it do you think you've done well i think i i think i will I think I said the playoffs. Okay. But I can't really remember. This is a bit Eurovision, isn't it? Ooh. It is. Well, this is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, you've got some on the, on the back as well. Yeah, it's that's, exactly the same, actually. That's a bit strange. Um, okay, so actually, they're both the same. I can okay. confirm that. So, Bob? Yes. You said second. Oh, okay. So, I, so I didn't go playoffs. I went automatics. Colin? Uh-oh. You said third. Did Ooh. I? You did. Oh, well done. So uh, social were... media, by 76%, said promotions playoffs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then I was one out Ooh. and said fifth. Ooh. Although I think originally I said sixth, which is even more annoying. Yeah, yes. But I'll take fifth. No, OK. So not too, a bit better than last you win season. The, yeah, you, you win the, the uh, David Stockdale. <laughs> Do uh, I get one of the little golden gloves? gloves. You, actually, you win David Stockdale. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll take that. It's going to come yeah. out to your house for a, for a few days. <laughs> It's not legally binding, is it? No, no, no I don't think so. No, I'm, don't, don't worry, worry David. No, don't worry. Luke, Luke did buy him that, that nice whatever it was that he likes to drink. Oh, that so, is true, yeah. yeah. So, so I think him and Luke are, you know... It makes did. up for the fact that your, your games are usually jinx when you go to them as well. Which I've is done nice. well this season, yeah. I think, yeah. Find Maybe not tomorrow. Mar- marooned on the pitch. But. <laughs> yeah, that is the problem. And it's on TV tomorrow, so oh, everyone yes. can laugh at me. Watch out for that. Watch out, yes. Look out for Luke. Luke's best He'll be standing around as they're coming out looking slightly awkward. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's <laughs> be run over by all the players. <laughs> <laughs> You'll then see the trainers running on in the way that they now do. They do. We, had, we had that at Burton actually on Saturday, uh, where all of a sudden there was a, a bit of a commotion in the crowd, not from the Wickham end, but from oh. the Burton end, um, and all the Burton physios ran over um, and, and saved the day. I think I think that was all, all okay as well. Uh, but so it's l- very impressive. Oh, 
looks nice. Uh, last week on the show, you, you gave us some breaking news, didn't you, about some uh, possible uh, managerial interest? I did. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yes. So, whilst we were actually doing the show, uh, QPR announced the fact that Mark Warburton's contract was not being renewed at the end of the season. Um, we also had already had the news that Tony Mowbray was stepping down as Blackburn manager, or again, that he, he had not heard uh, about any, any contract renewal. And since then, it has been confirmed that he will be leaving as well. And of course, those are the two teams that always make are slightly nervous because Gareth grew up as a Blackburn Rovers uh, fan as a boy uh, and also uh, most notably probably is linked uh, as a player at Queen's Park Rangers so yes always slightly nervous times all we now need is for maybe Reading to get rid of their manager and Preston to get rid of theirs and it'll be completely completely will be be nervous wrecks but hopefully that won't happen uh, because I know that you have been speaking to Gareth uh, and he has been making some reassuring ish noises. Yes, because also since then it was reported that Gareth is on a short list of people wanted by Blackburn. And I've also noticed as well, he's on a short list of people now wanted by Watford. <laughs> the, the bookmakers make him, I think, fourth favourite for the Watford job. I can't really see that that's going to happen. But even so, he, he's very much a man in demand. Can we put him on a short list of people wanted here as well? <laughs> you can have a show in the off-season. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be excellent. Indeed. He's going to start doing mid-mornings along with you. Uh, so here, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, so here's his his reaction to uh, the developments of the week. So flattered and and humble to be linked with jobs like that. Obviously, big clubs and um, but I'm at a bit, I'm at a big club as well, and uh, we've got plenty of plenty of time to do things here, you know. So listen, uh, nothing's going to distract me from these playoffs at the moment, and uh, I'm sure if anything comes out in the wash, there's there's plenty of time till till uh, you know to work on that. It's it's all about the playoffs now for me and Wickham Wanderers and uh, I've been here before it's not like it's the first time uh, so that's probably a good thing so flattered as always um, but yeah I'm a, I'm a big realist as well <laughs> nothing's happened so uh, cracking on with the playoffs absolutely loving being in charge for these playoffs it's going to be a, a really really good occasion and a real compliment I guess to the, to the work that you and the team are doing but also a real compliment to have made the playoffs again uh, altogether absolutely you know, and it shouldn't be just me linked with good jobs it should be everyone to do with Wick and Wanderers linked with good jobs because what we've done with this club over 10 years has been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal you know the acceleration and uh, looking back over the, over the years has been nothing short of fantastic you know and getting to the playoffs this year with the, the amount of teams in this league that have been in the Premier League that are, that are high spending that are absolute you know huge huge clubs it's just testament to everyone to do with the club you know so don't just don't just link me, link everyone because uh, that's what it should be uh, deserved of. And it must be such a great feeling as well because I remember speaking to you earlier in the season and you saying you know the goal was to be in and around the top six and that's been achieved. That has been achieved. Um, I didn't realise eighty three points would would uh, would be the the total we'd need to achieve to, to get there. But um, the lads have been absolutely fantastic. The fans have been brilliant, and everyone connected with the club. You know, it's, it has been a real brilliant season a really brilliant season I've really enjoyed every minute of it and uh, what an exciting finish we've got coming and your own and the players uh, playoff experience must really stand you in good stead for, for these two games <laughs> you'd like to think so uh, you never know what's going to come but um, I remember a couple of years going against Oxford you know there was a majority of my boys had been in the playoffs before and being promoted um, and we made a big point of saying that before the games who, who has been in this situation that will count for uh, for a lot you know and I know MK is quite a young side so um, there's not as much experience but there's plenty of energy and enthusiasm and, and good technique in their team so you know it's a real clash and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Do these feel, games feel like they're, they're league games or do they feel like they're cup games obviously they're, they're quite knockout uh, especially for the, for the, after the second one? 
Yeah, they definitely don't feel like league games. These are the league's finished, and we've got to well and truly know that the league's finished. And these are these are playoffs. They're playoff games. You know, they're, they're on their own, and uh, and it's brilliant to have these these in in football. You know, the home and away. Like, um, yeah, I can't wait honestly. So they are treated as different. Not even cup games. It's uh, it's something totally different. And you know, I'm fortunate enough to have been involved both as player and, and manager. And uh, not done too badly out of them. Just touching on the sort of the nature of them as well, does it have no bearing on the fact that, you know, the two games that you've played against MK Dons already this season as well? No, no, it's a totally different competition. You know, it's uh, uh, both of us have changed our teams and t- changed our styles a little bit, you know, probably us more than them. It's all about that, that the two legs, you know, that's what it's about now. And, uh, and we've got to make sure that, you know, we, we take the best opportunities we can in both legs. And fantastic, I think, that it is at home because obviously you've had the, the last two or three home games have been um, so well attended and, and such a great atmosphere at Adams Park as well. And hopefully, you know, the same this week too. Yeah, great results as well. You know, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday, just fantastic. The boys have really taken to being at home. And we've got one of the uh, top three or four home records in the country, which is brilliant. Um, we're going into the playoffs on great form. Um, the lads are confident. We really are um, hoping that we can, uh, you know, we can put some markers down and... and you know, show that Wickham Wanderers is no, no longer this home counties club that um, just make up the numbers. We're here to compete, we're here to contend and uh, the boys are showing that definitely. And does it feel like, I heard you speaking after your Frog Fest performance, does it feel like the, the town is really behind you? It has done for a few years now, you know, it really it really has. You know, I think it's been building and building and, and um, the the... You know, we stretched it as far as we possibly could with the trust ownership, absolutely as far as we possibly could. And we needed the lifeline of the Keurigs coming in and, and just took us to another stratosphere, another level. And uh, and I think sometimes you, you wonder what you could do with a bit of resource. You wonder what you can do with just that, that a bit of investment, never mind a lot of investment. And I think we're, we're proving that we're a good team, you know, and, and we're still not frivolous. We're not like trucking stuff away, but... We're, we've been given a chance and, uh, and you know, working alongside the owners and, and the fans getting bigger and, and even my staff has, has increased a little bit on the football side. You know, this is now becoming a, a proper football club for, for for the first time, really, because it's always been Wickham. The, the non-league history is brilliant and, and fantastic, but we kept a lot of it with us. And, uh, and now to be considered as a championship outfit, you have to... You have to break some shackles off, and you have to start moving forward and and becoming this uh, this totally professional team. And uh, and I really believe that we're we're making some superb strides going forward. No, it feels really fantastic because you know so many people that yeah, speak about Wickham and obviously have seen that they've been in the championship and now in the in the top part of of League One. It must feel like sort of a new almost era and the great progress that the team's made. I think you're right. I think it is a new era, you know. And uh, you talk about the years and what years they are. These are definitely touching the championship years and uh, and I'm hoping that they'll be remembered as that um, who knows who knows where we could be in a few more years but um, you know to be considered as a as to have the championship name spoken in the same vein as Wickham Wanderers honestly and, and be honest old fans did you ever believe that would happen in, in you know in the near future because it seemed a million miles away when we uh, when we were scrapping away at the bottom of the league too but um, we're here and we're going to take our chance and uh that's, uh, that's what football is all about, timing, chances, opportunities, and when you take them and when you don't. And we're, we're definitely trying to take everyone we possibly can. So fans will obviously easily well remember um, how well the first leg started against uh, Fleetwood. I guess that'll be, you'll just be asking for the, the same from the players on Thursday. <laughs> we can have a goal after a minute. That'd be, uh, that'd be very welcome. But um, do you know what? They're, they're a fantastic side. They're a very, very good side. 
and we're going to have to be at our best as we have been likely to, to beat them. But you know, there's no teams that we fear in this league, and that's that's uh, that's really important to, to reiterate. You know, we we are contenders. We are feeling like we're on a par with some of the big boys. You know, they beat Plymouth five 0 last week. A man sent off Plymouth, and uh, MK had a lot to play for, um, but so did Plymouth. So that was a great result from them. But um, you know, I think it's a different game, a different competition, and uh, yeah, it'll be approached differently by everyone. I'm sure. And I know you spoke after the Burton game as well, but fantastic to have ended the season with a win and also to continue that momentum of those, the last 12 games. Yeah, 12 unbeaten with, I think, eight wins in there, which is, uh, I think, better than last year in the Championship, which is, again, testament to the boys, how they how they really push on that second half of the season. We have great sports science and medical department. I keep saying this, and they get my boys in tip-top condition for me. Um, we're a team, you know, we're an absolute team. Um, and it takes everyone in this team to, to create what we've got at the moment um, a real good squad and we've got you know hoping to have a few of the injuries back as well for these players that was always the aim your likes of Hanlon Mamete you know we, 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 we're glad we're in the playoffs because they would have been back for those and we're in them now boys so take your chance and just finally your message to, to fans ahead of these two two massive games get behind your boys you know really get behind your boys we we I say to the boys you know all that hard work for 46 games don't let that go to waste now don't fear anything. Just get behind and embrace every single moment of that football game because it's going to be an, an absolutely sensational moment for Wickham Wanderers. Fans in the building, League One playoffs. It's going to be a brilliant atmosphere and I can't wait for it on, on Thursday. Uh, and then going to MK on, on Sunday. It's, it's just what football's about and uh, I can't wait to, uh, to embrace every single moment and I want the fans to do exactly the same. Get behind Wickham Wanderers and keep them going and keep them running and... Every effort will be uh, rewarded by either running and chasing or singing and shouting. We're together in this and uh, can't wait to see you all down at Adams Park. I think you make some really good points there. I think it is very, very important that we are loud and proud tomorrow. It's not going to be easy. This is not the playoffs of two years ago where we met Fleetwood. Uh, It's not the playoffs of seven years ago where we played Plymouth. MK Dons were very, very unlucky not to get automatic promotion. So we are going to have to be at our absolute best uh, tomorrow and on Sunday. And as Gareth rightly says, that's absolutely everywhere. That's on the pitch, but that's also in the stands as well. Uh, And even though we're split up uh, let's not let that stop us and I think that's only going to encourage us to make more noise when we're at Stadium MK on Sunday night I'm really interested that Nathan mentioned earlier that some players do get quite nervous uh, during playoffs because I guess there's a really different feel about them Absolutely. Everybody knows that you don't want to be that player who makes that mistake that then costs your team a place at Wembley Stadium, because that's, you know, that is obviously what we're talking about, first of all, in the semi-final. And then once obviously you get to Wembley, then you're looking at the fact that, you know, that your mistake could cost your team promotion. So you can understand why it's such a nervy time. But at the same time, you know, it's also a time for heroes. It's also a time for people to step up and when I'm saying those words, I can't help but thinking of one particular person uh, who clearly uh, is retiring at the end of the season. And again, if you were making a Hollywood film uh, of Wickham season, clearly you would end it with Adebayo Akinfenwa uh, scoring the winner uh, at Wembley. Oh, very nice way to end this week's show. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy tomorrow night. I will indeed. Yeah, looking forward to it. I will be, be loud and proud. Uh, and so, so please, yes, uh, so I'm not just singing on my own. Make sure you join in too.